Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by a Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with our host today, Angeline Porter. Hello, Angeline. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good to see you again. I'm great. I'm great. Excited to have a conversation again with you about, um, actually, about some really important things that are happening right now in the world. So let's just start. I mean, since we kind of had backstory from you last time we we talked together, let's kind of dive in, if we can, straight into the issues. Like, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing that you want to talk about today? So challenges that I'm seeing and hearing daily are the the fast pace at which stressful things are happening in our world, in our environment, in our culture. Mm-hmm. And as recently as yesterday, um, a child bringing a gun to school episode in my own, um, you know, friend circle. Right. Uh, how do I talk to my kindergartner about this? She's terrified to go to school. You know, there was a gun at school. Right. Wow. Um, you know, things that we never dreamed we'd have to have conversations around. Yeah. Seriously, we just had, um, and that, what, what was the age range of that again? That was like- so kinder, Kindergarten through fourth grade is the school population. And the wow. kindergarten was the one afraid to go to school. Yeah. Wow, yeah. up to fourth grade. Like, you know, I think you know, we think about like shootings, maybe middle school, maybe middle school and up to high school, but elementary. Right, is- right. So kids with access to guns and maybe thinking it's a show and tell kind of cool thing to do. You know, they see it in video games. They in right, video right. games you get an extra life, you know, so. Right, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Interesting, wow. What, t- walk me through more of that. And we just had, we recently at the time of this recording had some shootings um, that were big shootings um, in the news. So there's a lot of um, that type of traumatic um, stuff that we have so to Exactly. We have to process and it's blatantly obvious there are coping skills lacking in many people. That this isn't just one mass shooting, which is tragic enough. Right, right. So the people who are, you know, there at the wrong place at the wrong time, so to speak, and you know, become victims of the shooting, mm-hmm. um, then there's the shooter who obviously needed resources and didn't have them. Um, and then there's the first responders and there are the families involved and the bystanders. It's just tragedy on such a higher level. We can't keep up. Also um, other things that are happening, political, the political scene, um, regardless of where everybody stands, like just the politics of the country are something people are having to process right now. What other things are you seeing that people have to process? So absolutely. So our leadership, is divided and often in this climate you know the technology age things are going so fast and furious and you know so our jobs are changing business is changing right um, yes changing <clears throat> there there are a few things i can think of that are not changing at this time yeah it's just a amplified yeah um i was hearing somebody the other day talk about automation of jobs Right. So um, I think they were speaking specifically of trucking, but all sorts of all sorts of automation starting to happen. So people having to process livelihood, um, yes. uh, yeah. purpose, where do I fit right. in all threats. of this change? Exactly. Threats to ourselves, threats right. to what we think we know and who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Walk me through. Um, I mean, th- so those are all the things on the surface level that hit us and then we have to process. How does that trickle down, though, in terms of um, sort of the other pain points that that starts to affect us 
So like it's, you know what I mean? Like it affects us in other places. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just yesterday, for example, um, I'll use one. uh, I was speaking to a client who did not understand why she was doing laundry and just started bursting in tears. Hmm. And so I said, tell me more. And she said, well, you know, my friend's mother had passed away and, you know, my mother died, you know, it was 20 years ago. And I thought I had dealt with that. And, and she said, so I'm fine with that. And, you know, kept speaking. And I said, well, let's back up a minute. So your mother died 20 years ago. Um, I know for myself, when I have had loss, and even though it's been decades, it still hurts. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, it still comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this deep layer of hurt that kind of never goes away. I just, you know, have that peace with it. I know what it is, and I've processed that enough. And so for her, she said, well, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Um, you know, I do miss my mom and come to think of it, that reminded me that I miss my dad who's also died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, you know, have you ever, you know, dealt with that? Have you ever felt into that and worked through that? And really the answer was no, it's told to, you know, the, the morning time is over, sweep it under the rug. You should be better now was the message she had received from her support. Right. Wow. Right. So, you know, that's kind of an old fashioned way to think of things. <clears throat> and in our time, we can't afford that. We can't afford to sweep our major pains under the rug because we're dealing with too much in the moment. Yeah. And I think, yeah. yeah. I think I was just gonna say, I think that's been passed down from generation. I mean, as much as it's a, an old school way to do it, I, I could see, you know, I have elements of that though. I, I, I work to uh, express, um, I, you know, I don't know that my kids, uh, there's, it's still lingering. It's holding on, right? This thing of like, I don't know if I should talk about stuff. Exactly, exactly. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes at the appropriate yeah. age level for whomever and audience and trust level. Yeah. The answer right. is we have to express. Yeah. Um, we hold this uh, information in the cellular level of our body, which is why it comes up when you're doing laundry and you're like, what the heck is this? Why am I yeah. crying doing laundry? I was just going to say, like we store, I've, I, I, I didn't come up with this. I've heard it over and over again, but just that we store trauma, we can store trauma in our bodies. Yes. Um, and to what you just said, like at the cellular level. So if we don't process it, then it just starts, we, we bury it. Yes. It festers, it hangs out, it, it, lur- it lurks, it, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so there's some fascinating science on this that mm. you know, folks can look up the, the water studies and you know, how right. emotions affect the water molecules. So uh-huh. it's, it's all science based, sounds kind of high in the sky. Um, however, it's effective. It's effective yeah. and um, to move it out of our cells is efficient, effective healing. And we all need that. Well, okay, so that's perfect. I mean, I was gonna ask, are we kind of stuck here? Because I feel like when when trauma happens, when bad news happens, um, it can feel like there's no way out. And I think that adds or compounds to the fear or the frustration. Absolutely. Are we stuck here or is there something else possible? So I believe the possible exists. It's empowering to fully, um, effectively, efficiently, take out whatever is on the surface, look at the background and get rid of it. Um, change it in a way that is livable, peaceful, and um, doesn't affect you negatively going forward in your life. So when things are drowning us and we feel stuck and this overwhelming amount of information is coming in, we do have power. 
And instead of being locked in the stream of giving my power away to all of this tragedy, yeah. I can hop out of the stream, take a look at things and say, how do I get my power back? What can I do to affect my life that then will ripple? How does that work? Let's use the gun example. So my, let's say my kid goes to school, a gun was brought to school. Now my kid's terrified to go to school. It's not, you're not saying change policy at school necessarily. How do I find my power in that, in that experience? So as a parent, um, you know, the conversation you have with your children and the conversation you have around our culture matters. So having the conversation of you are um, a very smart child. You know, if you saw a gun to go to the teacher right away, you know, this, we're talking kindergarten. So we want to put it in terms, they have power. Hmm. Um, And yeah, sometimes scary and bad things happen. There are adults around to help you. Um, So reinforcing that message to children, because on the television, what do we see on the news? What do we see on the stories that often the authority figure that is to help them is the bad guy Hmm. in some of these shows. So we need to reinforce that not all adults are the scary boogeyman monster, um, yeah. you know, and, and teach the kids that they do have a voice. They can say. Um, Very good. It's important, empowering. Mm-hmm. What about me as the parent? How do I find my power in this situation where I feel like everything's happening to me and there's so much change and I can't keep up? So I find it most effective to remove yourself from all around us. So uh, a Buddhist monk could go into meditation, but um, most of us are not that. So pulling ourselves out of uh, technology, away from the television, away from the smart gadgets, away from all of the the video games, etc. And getting outside, um, reconnecting with nature and breathing, uh, because we are sentient beings. We are the one manifesting and creating So therefore we can change the trajectory. We have the power. So getting back in touch with ourselves and say, what's deeply valuable to me? What what do I value and what do I want to instill going forward? Yeah. That sounds easy. Um, Folks don't take the time to do it. It's, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't, yes, you do. If you don't have time now, there won't be time later. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's actually perfect because I wanted to ask you what happens like there's a mindset shift that has to happen. Like it's one thing to intellectually know like, Oh yeah, I know. Like I'll meditate or I'll go connect with nature, but, but actually creating the empowerment, the feeling of being empowered actually requires, I think a mindset shift. What are some of the ways that people have to think differently about this? I love that. It's a mindset shift. You said it, Chris, that's it. So we have to remember that we have control of the things that we put in front of our eyes, the things that we listen to, what we're smelling. We have control over these things, Mm. by and large, in this country. And so we have to make choices. And if we say we don't have time for that, that's a choice. That's a choice to stay in the mire. And if you even have an inkling or a whisper that, oh, I'm feeling pretty anxious, I'm feeling pretty stuck, and you're a parent, I'm, Kids are like horses, they, they can feel it, they know too. And so yeah. we're giving it right to the kids. So we have to take responsibility and say, ooh, time out, time out. Let's slow this train down. Let's, okay, what am I looking at? What, are, what am I seeing? Let me step back and observe this, you know, and see what I think is going on here. 
Yeah. And, you know, get some feedback for myself. And we have to slow down, slow yeah. down, stop, and know that it's not an emergency to get to the soccer game on time every time. If, you know, the kids just had a big thing happen at school, like a gun in school. Right. You know, it's not an emergency to keep the meeting um, with whomever. The emergency is to stop and take stock and say, what can we do as our family? That's really good. I, when you, as you describe that, I, I picture, um, you know, fear is under the surface of all of this reacting and it, and, and that's what we end up with is more reacting to the reacting. Like there's fear is the catalyst and then we react to it. And then that is, stirs up something. And, and if we could to your, to use your word, uh, stop and take stock of what's happening what does this like separation of there's what's happening and then there's like us and we get to think about or, or think about, see about what's really going on versus just being stuck in the reaction. Absolutely. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. So think about that. If, you know, a kid is really being bullied at school, a lot of the shooters are not the kids that have great social skills and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So somebody's being bullied at school you know, it's not easy being a parent, but if you notice something in your child or you're an adult around that young person and you stop and observe, instead of being ready to rush in and say, oh, don't do this, oh, you know, you're bad or you need to change this, stop a moment, mm -hmm. take a breath and ask them, mm -hmm. you know, this is kind of a funny thing that I'm thinking and I just want to let you Help me understand what's it like going through what you're going through. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. That actually takes me to the next piece I, I wanted to ask you about. How do you, so we, we shift our mind and then there's, but, but it's one thing to shift our mind and then not do anything. Yes. But to shift our mind and then actually make that shift happen in the world, it requires action. What, how do we move this into action? So we move this into action by getting back to ourself. And so one thing we can do is model the behavior we're hoping to see in the world. Hmm. And so put down the, um, whatever those gadget are controls, those game controls, I don't want to say any particular brand, but put down the video controls and show that behavior. Yes. It's, you know, there's a time to do this and it's fun and make believe. And it's a time to set it aside hmm. and we get outside and we reconnect with our instinctive self our animal self, we are still animals. Yeah. And we get our brain engaged by reconnecting with nature, mm -hmm. reconnecting with um, things that are not automatic, electric, don't require plugging in, don't require Wi-Fi, don't, you know, don't require things that I couldn't, you know, if you can't make it yourself, don't be around it for, for a period of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, reconnect. Right. Yeah. I love that. What about, I liked also the part about, um, so there's the, the self and what I do in action to, um, reconnect with myself, to ground, to get centered, like going out in nature. What about, um, action as it relates to me and others? What happened? What, what happens there? So communication being our number one gift as humans, we can communicate like no other animal on this planet. Right. Yeah. And so, when we're caught in the mire, we don't have the best communication as evidenced by some of our leadership. And so, um, so what to do is to stop and take stock even as a group, and especially as a group, 
and set some ground rules for safety that everyone can agree to. Um, and especially, you know, in the presence of I choose horses, um, you know, large animals that cannot interrupt our conversation with words, um, connect and really listen to each other. Listen in a way that I'm not preparing what I'm going to say next. I'm listening. What are your words? Um, listen to a degree that you've never listened before to the point of, hmm, I thought I understood what that word meant. Is that, you know, is that my understanding of that word? Or clarifying questions uh, and saying, I hear you to each other. Getting back to our human to communicate. On the, on the um, heels of listening and communicating, um, finding understanding, are there any other actions or things that seem like logical next steps after that? Um, communicating and the logical next steps um, are affecting your own immediate surroundings. Mm, differently. Yeah, yeah no, I love that. That's perfect. I was listening for like steps in there. I, I mean, I heard number one, stop and take stock. Ah, okay. Right. Number two would be like ground, get centered, get grounded with yourself. Then number okay. three could be, and I'm just making this up, but this is what I heard and what yeah. you said. Number three is like, okay. start to listen and have and communicate and, and connect with each other to, to create um, connection and, and agreement around what, what are we going to do? And then I think the fourth thing you said there was, you know, really it's, it's about making some new choices. We're now that we've had this conversation and reached an understanding, let's do something different together. That's what I heard. Exactly. Let's do something. It is beautiful. I love the way you heard that. And mm. so that's it. That's exactly it. You heard me and you interpreted and you enhanced what I said. So there we go. There you and, go. Oh my gosh. And then in our choices, there's no right or wrong. There's what works, what didn't work, what kind of worked. It's an experiment. It's play again. Mm. It's reverting back to play. When yeah. kids are playing, they don't reprimand each other. If it didn't go exactly as fun, you know, watch some toddlers. If it doesn't go exactly as they think it have, they'll do something different. So we can do that. We can we still have it in us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the sense on the, on this, in this conversation of just um, such traumatic things, dr dramatic things happening that we react to. And on the other side of this conversation, just feeling like, I, I mean, I, this is pretty, in the amount of time we've talked, like I can feel a difference in like what it is to experience something traumatic, but still feel like I own my power instead of being, um, having no power. It does not define us. A traumatic experience, mm. multiple traumatic experiences do not define who we are. So if we get stuck in that and allow that, um, you know, and understandably so in some situations, the skills you have are the skills you have. Um, and, you know, to, you know, when we know better, we do better, right? Yeah, and so right. having the courage to continue to stick our neck out is not easy in this day and age in our society. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you can get your neck shot off or whatever's going on. It's, I mean, it's real. It's like, I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, however, we have to get up again and try different things. So definitely through Gestalt is a safe and effective way to try new things. And well, that's a, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Cause I know this is the kind of work that you do with people is helping them connect back to self and, and teaching them skills to, to communicate. Right. I mean, tell me a little bit about the work that you do to help people experience these steps. 
Exactly, exactly. So a better understanding of myself is the philosophy and that I have been a better understanding of others. And so self-compassion and compassion in general is the ultimate key for you know, harmony, for peace. And so we have to learn again to agree to disagree. Uh, we have to learn again skills that make us a tribal, global community. And so it starts with each individual. So in the Gestalt, we are bravely, safely, um, willingly looking at probably the toughest things that people have experienced. Um, that's the best way to take it out, toss it around, look at it in a safe environment. And sometimes it's a matter of speaking a truth about it, saying the un unsayable in public, saying your private thoughts and really getting that out. Um, and then saying, all right, I, I think that's, that feels pretty good. I'm done with that. Okay. We put it away. We don't ever have to talk about it again. Hmm. It's, it's not, um, well, that's what I used to say is it's not your mama's therapy. Right. <laughs> it's not coaching is coaching and it's bringing the, that what you have inside of you out in the open, hmm. but not to all, you know, not for all to see it's private, right. Um, right. tossing it around, looking at it differently, looking at it in the eye and squaring off with it in a way that you feel all right. I, I've said my piece. I've done my piece. I can move on. This is not who I am. This is just yeah. something that happened. So yeah. that is a huge part of being able to then go, ah, okay, now what else is going on in the world? It right. frees up space. It frees yeah. up space for us to have um, presence in this time where we're all needed to be at our best. We all need to be at our best. I feel, yes, yeah, it's, it's so perfect. I feel like um, the work that you do gets to be the bridge from where we're stuck to what's possible for us. Like, there's, um, I mean, we can do a lot of our own self-work. We can journal, we can go out into nature. There's something I feel like that happens when you have a structured environment, um, somebody guiding you from where you're stuck to what's possible that makes that process faster. It's experiential. You've got it, Chris. I just yeah. love you. You get it so quickly. <laughs> You've got it. You say it yeah. so well. It's yeah. experiential. So we are meant to, we were, we were designed to be in motion. Our yeah. bodies are made to move, and that still is true. We need to move for survival. So we have to move that whatever it is out of us, out. It must move. And that's an experience, really hard to talk about. Um, yeah. but once you experience it, you'll know it's a, oh, and now I get it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. For sure. Exactly. This, I could see this being um, used in schools to deal with these kinds of issues. I could see this um, parents or a parenting um, co-op of some sort, um, PTAs. I could see it being done through government um, agencies. I, I don't know where it, it doesn't stop anywhere because all, we all have a place where we're stuck and reacting in fear to what's possible for us in life. It's just so exactly. cool that you have this tool, this work that facilitates that so uh, smoothly. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. The EGC method that Melissa has developed and has generously shared, you know, teaching us coaches, it is portable, it is effective, it is efficient. I just cannot stress that enough. Mm -hmm. And it is transferable in the way of seeing ourselves through a new lens and having a little more self-respect, a little more dignity, just, 
you know, inching it up a little bit. And so it's uh, sometimes terrifying to think about change. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're changing all the time anyway. Let's take a little control over that change and make it our best self. So that's what Gestalt brings. And you've got it. It can go anywhere to any human yeah. being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. So beautiful. Well, Angeline, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you to have you help them with this kind of work, um, how can people connect with you? Um, horsedrawncoach.com. So horsedrawncoach.com. And the phone number is on the website. Perfect. Um, it will be being revamped soon, but that's okay. Beautiful. Horsedrawncoach.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Angeline, thank you so much for sharing this important work. It was a great uh, honor to chat with you again. And uh, until next time, take care. Thanks, Chris. You too. Bye.